Now entering Nerdist.com. Jackie Cation, Laurie Kilmartin. Jackie Cation, Laurie Kilmartin. It's the Jackie and Laurie Show. The Jackie and Laurie Show. It's the Jackie and Laurie Show. The Jackie and Laurie Show. Oh my God. <laughs> Do you hear that fan? I, don't, I hear it. I don't. You do you know feel it? it? Do you no, feel I don't feel it. Neither do I. I don't know who it's pointed at. The but sky. Knowing that somebody's cooler in this room, that, that's not me, gives me hope. AC went out oh, here at the meltdown. And then who went up? Aristotle? Aristotle goes up. Uh, uh, one of the producers. He's a producer guy. Uh, you, meltdown he, guy. You meltdown guy. Yeah. And he went on the roof and tried to fix it, replaced a fuse. Didn't stick. Didn't take. But he's still on the roof. He's still what, in the roof right now for help? with a hand fan. <laughs> just waving at it, hoping to cool down the... Okay, I'm not wearing headphones. I can't. You can't do it because no. it's too hot? Yeah. Well, um, I'll listen for both of us. <laughs> I'm, sure <it's, laughs> I'm sure it's fine. You, so. you came straight from the airport. You haven't straight. even seen Mr. No. At all. No. This has been... This was a poorly planned <laughs> month. Yes. <laughs> Let that to be said that since July 26th, I have been home approximately five days. Whoa, that's if awful. That. Yeah, it is awful. And it's great because, you know, the money's good and I got to go to Iceland and Ireland, right? Right. And then I got to do stand-up in those places. I got to come home and do stand-up in New York and Pennsylvania and yep. whatever. And then I got to go home, and then I got to go to San Francisco Comic-Con and do, like, six shows with all the nerd young comics from San Francisco that essentially booked me. (laughs) They booked me. They were like, hey, will you come? And I was like, for a bare minimum, I will come. Because San Francisco Comic-Con is blessedly small by Comic-Con standards. Oh, yeah. 18 grand. Um, that's how much you were paid? That's amazing. It's amazing, isn't it? 18,000 <laughs> people. And that's bare minimum for <laughs> and that's you? The minimum. Wow, Jackie. We Never say no without a number. We have different bottoms. <laughs> Never say. We are different bottoms. <laughs> ha, boo. Hey, I'm here all weekend. I'm a, so I'm a little punchy, but I did. Yeah. I got six hours of sleep last night for the previous two. Ooh. So my, my family uh, was like, hey, do you want to have breakfast this morning in Minneapolis? And I said, No. No, I don't. Wait, you left San Francisco, and you went to Minneapolis? I went. I left San Francisco. I was home. I got home Wednesday day from San Francisco. Because this is to Sunday. To go to see Hamilton. Oh, right. And this one is going to go up September 18th, but it is only the 10th right yes, now. Yes, right. Um, so I got home just to see Hamilton. <laughs> and then Maria went to Madison, Wisconsin yeah. on the Thursday. And then I went, uh, I had a day home so I could do laundry and, uh, and sleep. And then uh, Friday, I went to Madison. I've, and okay. we both flew oh, into Oh, she Milwaukee. usually goes the night before to she chill always, out. Yeah, 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 to go overnight. And um, weird thing, I don't know. It's, um, have you, you ever, you've, you've heard this rule, the feature drives. Yes. Mm-hmm. We've all heard that rule. Right. Everyone's heard that, except for Maria Bamford, who uh, she drives? didn't do enough road work. She, <laughs> her road work went up a notch almost immediately. <laughs> it went to a different level. And um, so a friend of mine calls, a friend of ours, and she is like, hey, you're not going to believe this. The booker wants me to drive and pick up the feature. Oh, okay. And then... Yeah. She, yeah. she just wrote down a name. I wrote down okay. a name. So... Oh, so this headliner friend of ours was asked to pick up the feature? Yeah. Oh, no. By the shitty one-nighter guy. No, no, no. Yeah. And so she was like, that's a rule, right? No 
The headliner doesn't drive. The feature picks me up. I know comedy's changed, but God damn it. No. <laughs> comedy hasn't changed that not much. That, not that much. And then, so she goes, so what would you do? And I said, oh, I'd pick him up. <laughs> I've, I've picked up the feature. <laughs> I've, what I would do is I would do exactly what you're doing, which is, I said to her, uh, I would complain to my friends. Yeah. And then go get him. But there's no way that they would ask a dude comic. And you know what, Jimmy Pardo, if you're listening, email me. Tell me if if you think if you have been asked to pick up the feature and if you've done it, because I think of I think of guys like at our level, yeah, at our our sort of how long experience. we've been doing experience yes. level too, and experience yet of, lack of fame that we so deserve that we so deserve. Why isn't Jimmy Pardo <laughs> insert my name uh, famous? <laughs> yes, um, right. So, but uh, yeah, and then so. I, I flew in the day after into Milwaukee, mm-hmm. and Maria had already rented a car and drove to Madison. And yeah, I thought, she doesn't wait, man. Well, I was like, you hey. are on your own. Hey, I was like, hey, you want to drive back to Milwaukee and pick me up? And she was like, no, no, I, I don't. <laughs> oh my God. It's a little over an hour. <laughs> and here in Los Angeles, that might not be a problem, except for that she I couldn't has even... shows to get. That's two hours she's, of driving. And she's the headliner. Yeah. <laughs> so, no. You're a hypocrite on every level. Yeah. I didn't actually ask, ask her. I told her I was thinking of asking her and, and made her laugh. And then she did not know that it was. She also had breakfast. She was actually with, floating a trial balloon question out by putting it in the, couching it in the face. Yeah. I was thinking of asking you I was thinking just to see what the response it. was. That's the way of asking without it's asking. Tricky. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's the oldest nine-year-old trick in the world. It's a, it's a child's trick. Mm-hmm. So, and then uh, we went out to breakfast with my dad. Because yes. Maria is mentioning my father by name in a bit that she's doing, that I was doing, and I'm still going to do it when I'm not working with her because we have different angles. It's like airline food. Elliot Cation is now the this airline is, food of, of stand-up comedy. This is the most congenial spat over material. Oh, yeah. Between two comics. What am I? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What am I? What am I going to? My father has provided me with 20 years of material. He can give her a couple of jokes. Yeah, but you don't, you don't feel like, hey, that's my dad. <laughs> no. No. no, I think that's everybody's dad. Uh, please take my dad. And uh, and I, she, it was so funny because she just sat. My father is plug and play, right? Yeah. So we sat there. He told us jokes, and stories. Uh, jokes couched as stories, and then stories. And Marie just fascinated. He got. He, she got up to use the bathroom, and he turns to me and he goes, "She thinks I'm fascinating. I can tell." And I was like, "Out loud, Dad." And then uh, comes back, and then. He, she was fascinated because he is fascinating. He gets up to leave, uh, or we, we leave later that day. She says to me, "You know, it was so weird. Um, I didn't. Re- he was so charming. I didn't realize that he was talking about insurance fraud." And I said, yeah. "Why he's committed it? Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's constantly. Com- he's he's helping. Not the insurance companies. Yeah." He's, it's, there's stories about, it's, it's like, because the story I tell about him that my You know version, the police listen to our podcast. Well, right? we're on the scanner. <laughs> it's uh, the Nerdist scanner. It's uh, <laughs> track number 12. It's, yeah, no, um, yeah, it's wildly unlikely. First of all, the, the statute of limitations on my 80-year-old father's stories, I think, is well past. Okay, good. So, as long as they're confessing <laughs> to a crime. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I, I don't want him to be convicted of it. Me neither. If and you got away be. with it, that's on the cops. 
That's my feeling about nonviolent crime. Um, I feel like it was almost victimless because we were talking about, I think he saved the guy $700. And then that guy made 50 bucks, and then my dad made $800. That was the story. The story involved $1,550 and my dad, and it happened uh, 27 years ago. Um, well, please tell right. a tale. I am... I'm so tired right now. Yeah, you look. I feel like look curling up into a uh, like a conch shell and just laying on the on the beach until <laughs> look who you made laugh. Me. You, you that must the, be that must be some secret sex reference I don't even get. That's why Natalie's laughing. <laughs> I think it's a cute. <laughs> it turns out we found Natalie's uh, level. <laughs> Natalie wants a cute, weird reference. Is what she wants. Not surprising. Uh, well, I w- I've been home for a week. Yeah, a week. I was in... Because um, we recorded so many. Yeah. And then you went on the road hardcore. For me, yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so I had that 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 thing where I, f- I did a Thursday night flight, you know, red the eye. red eye from Burbank to JFK. Well, that's and right. Then, you were going to write in JFK in the in the lounge or, well, no, or here's, on the floor. Well, I needed something. No, nap. Not write. Nap. And... Um, you were going to nap on the floor, but weren't you going to also write? You know what? I'm always going to write. Do I? <laughs> Never. I'm always going to. You could, you could attach that. Well, while I'm at stoplights, I'm going to write. I'm going to work on this. Okay. So uh, so I, I, so JFK, Terminal 5 at JFK mm-hmm, uh, is mm-hmm. a JetBlue's terminal. And they have this lounge that is their version of um, like a first class lounge. That the you, Sky Club. Yes, their yes. version of it. Where if you have um, uh, an Amex that's got a really high, I forget what they're called. It's not a black card, but it's not, right. it's not that much of a, like, it's accessible to anybody pretty much. But right. I didn't have it, but it's also $25. And I'm like, oh. You can just, you can pay a day rate. That's, yeah, that's like $6 an hour. And I yeah. will pay that to sleep. So, um, and it's not like, it doesn't have beds set up. But, but when I got there, it was pretty empty. Just a couple of people there. It was like 6 in the morning on a Friday. Yeah. And I just so laid just out on this bar. couch and put yeah. uh, something on my head and I did I slept nicely for a couple hours. And Did they you left really? Me alone. They and they were okay up. with you sleeping. They have a shower there too. Not you know. I'd be a little. I I wouldn't without flip flops. That's my thing. Is I'm not I'm not showering publicly without. You uh, know what? If you a get flip-flop. a pedicure, they give you flip flops, and then you can flip flop over to the shower <laughs> and take your shower, and your feet look good on every level. So I'll solve I'll solve all your problems. Excellent, excellent. Um, and uh, so I kind of arrived to Arlington refreshed. I didn't feel like shit. That's right, draft house. And then uh, and I only had to do one show and I. So I'm like, oh, this is this will be easy. And you get yeah. there and it's that proscenium. Is that proscenium seating where it kind of goes up? And oh, back? Tor- uh, oh, sort of. Uh, I should know what kind of. I don't know what that. that is. I don't know what the you know name what of that is. is. I it's think like, of it as like stadium seating. It's, yes, right. Ever. Okay. It, yes, and it's movie theater. It's movie theater yeah. seating. But there, a lot of them are. They're not uh, movie theater rows of chairs. They're just like um, office uh, office chairs. So they're on rollers oh, and stuff like that. Really? It's like what a, a mid level vice president in a. An office, Were a company doing a that's TED doing talk? okay. <laughs> Was it, it would look like a TED talk. Well, the thing is, so they're comfortable, but they're not that comfortable. Like they're not, they're not those it's easy not chairs. Squashy. Yeah. yeah, right. Which I don't approve. Don't oh, go see no. comedy in a squash. You should be chair. sitting on pins. You really should be. You should be incredibly <laughs> Lean uncomfortable. Forward. Yeah. Get into it. Um, so uh, anyway, uh, so I'm like going over my 45 minute set, you know, that I haven't done, and like 
I, over a month and a half since I was at um, Acme, right? Yeah. So I'm just going over it. I ha- I've listened to the whole thing. I'm like, I know all these jokes. Okay, it should be good. And um, then they're like, when do you want your light? And I go, I don't know. I guess I'm doing, I guess at 40. And then uh, then a few more Q&As. And then it turns out that I'm doing an hour and not 45 minutes. Ah, and 45 to 60. And they would prefer 60. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, no, 60. Oh, 60 at the minimum. Not 45 to 60. 60. Minimum. All right. Um, and Did you call Chappelle? <laughs> he was in the middle of a seven-hour performance. So I he was working on his 45 seven times. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so genius. I, can't, I still can't get over it. I know. Me, too. Uh, but um, so I just I added one bit that I remembered from this that I used to tell when I worked the South a oh, lot. You went into the vault. Oh, yeah. Okay. Way into, way into like the 90s, early 90s vault. All right. right. I had this. This bit about the phrase "fuck all y'all," and uh, I'm like, because I was like, "Oh wait, like I'm in Arlington. One. That's Virginia. This fucking counts. It's the South. It I'm bringing it." Yeah. And uh, so that was fine. And then I just talk slow, which they're fine <laughs> with. There, right? They're not fast they... talkers in Virginia. No, and they can hear it. They, yeah. Then they can hear all the jokes and get them. So I just talk slow, and I did a little crowd work, and it was an hour and change for each show. So nice. it was fine. Oh, yeah. good. But I was I was doing that thing where I was like tr- I was stalling. I was just trying. Usually I I race through material and then I'm like, oh fuck, I have nothing left. So I, I thought, let me just do some crowd work early, stall yeah. a little bit, and then after this certain chunk, I'll see what I have. It'll change the timing. Yeah, and yeah. then I and I looked and it was like I was at 35 minutes and I had at least 30 minutes of material left and I'm like, oh yes, there we go. Triumph. So I'm so happy. That's so great. It's yes, you know. Headlining is, that's the funnest part of headlining, is how you can stretch out. Yeah. And, I mean, I know it was a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you're doing 60, not do an extra 15. I but, didn't um, need, I'm glad I didn't know that. Like, I had enough to worry about. Yeah. As long as I have all my jokes down, all the jokes down I want to use, then yeah. I can fuck around in between them and it's okay. And I like, I like the idea of slowing down. Like, w- when I do a long set, like, I'm, it'll be over, but I'm going to Rooster Tea Feathers this weekend. And it's one show Thursday, one show Friday, two on Saturday, one on Sunday. Yeah. And those one show nights, you can you can talk to people. You can you can work on material that is mostly just premises in this case. I can work on material. Allow me <laughs> not to extrapolate to others. That is mostly just premises. And um, did some great writing with Maria this weekend. Oh, and, cool. And it was, and she was like, oh, you're going to try that, that, that bit? And I was like, no, no, not in front of... You're 600 amazing audience members. And because um, we did, what did we do? We did a, the Barrymore in Madison, mm-hmm. which I think is 1,000 or 1,200. Wow. And then we did two shows Was at the full? Wi- yeah, sold out. Fuck. Sold out two shows in Minneapolis, two, two, six, they were two 600 person oh my shows. God. That was the one last year we, were, we had started the podcast, just think. Yeah. That's how long we've been doing the podcast. Well, that was I was in I was in uh, Minneapolis with Maria last year. Yeah, and uh, the drunk guy came on stage. There was oh, a drunk guy who came right. on stage, and she was like, "Hey, why don't you go get some? There's coffee in the back." Uh, in the, the drunk guy said, "You should do a podcast with Lori Kilmartin." And then it came to pass, you guys. <laughs> that guy knew. So yeah, but it was um, yeah the audience. Her audiences are the best. Yeah, and it allows me to loosen up enough. For them to like me, 
with Because they're just available. Yeah. With and they it, like me. I'm so great. It's all working out. <laughs> it's been <laughs> so a year. How much new material did she do over, and how much did you do? If, well, do you she th- probably... Do you feel like it's the same crowd coming back? It's got to be, right? It's, at yeah, least a half, lot right? of repeat. There was, there was a lot of repeat. And, you know, Old Baby, which is her Netflix special, yeah. uh, just came out. Uh, like two, three months so ago. So she's totally. Is she doing any of the material from it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And good. My new album came out in March, and um, and I'm doing a lot of material from it. So we both have maybe fifteen. Okay. Maybe pushing twenty, which means twelve, right, of new material. Right. And um, but she's got some great new stuff that's very funny. Do you, Do you think the audience understands how? long it takes to refill some of them listen to the show so the yes bucket. they do <laughs> once you empty all of it on netflix right you like empty. i got an empty bucket here right i gotta refill the well and uh netflix right now got every drop netflix and my album got every drop mm-hmm. and uh and granted uh, a good you know half of that audience if not 80 percent of that audience had never seen me yeah so i'm a genius for 20 minutes you cool. know 25 minutes in front I of say her. you're a genius for 30. Come on. <laughs> 30 minutes of genius is all anyone's looking for. And, uh, That's and, a nice uh, album title because that, that allows the listener to figure out which 30 minutes. Like, right, which there could 15 be debates. you don't like. Yeah, there could be like threads about which 30 was genius and which was just okay. Do you know what I found out what? that really chapped my hide? That's right. It, it, I got the red ass, as a as as is okay. a, a sla- is a saying. I've never I heard I've never the red heard ass. Uh, it's something. It's a country saying about being very angry. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I was very angry to find out, but then inspired because musicians, if they have, if a band has thirty new minutes, new album. Get that? Wow. Check that out. So, so that's just a common thing now amongst musicians. That, but was I guess Taylor Swift's been, thirty minutes, or was it? I don't. That's a, the latest big album. I didn't even to know she was white. Taylor so, Swift. Yeah, is she white? She's yeah. white, right? So I was just asking Maria. <laughs> made great. Natalie. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Made Natalie laugh again. <laughs> Excuse me. Is that a real question? Yeah, I asked Maria about her and about Macklemore. 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 It's Macklemore. How do you spell it? I'm 170. Isn't it Macklemore? Macklemore? It's Macklemore. But here's the thing about about music. Just have a normal name, assholes. Macklemore. I, I don't know anything about music. I've never known anything about music. Yeah, but Taylor Swift. Come on, that's more than music. She's like an icon. I also, but I also don't. I mean, I'm not. It's not what I do on the internet. Right. Right? I mean... What do, you, what do you do? Do you actually avoid columns of news when you're looking at a news site? I only look at the news. I, like, I read, I read speeches. Yeah. Speeches? <laughs> My God. I'm a bit of a dark, I'm afraid. Wait, but you I, go online to read speeches? I'll, I'll read, like, that? Donald Trump's speech, or I'll no. read Obama's speech. I, I, I've never watched any of them speak. Mm. I can't watch okay. them speak. And Donald Trump, I have a hard time reading him speak. Uh, because uh-huh. I just said the words reading him speak. <laughs> He's dumbed us I all down. I know what you meant. No, yeah. reading his speeches as, yeah. they're, as, a tran- as they're transcribed, it's yes. horrific. It's, yeah, they're horrific. But they're all, but I, but I haven't, I haven't, like, and I bought Hillary's book mostly because. Already? Yeah. Wow. How because much was the, it? $27. I want to buy it too just to piss off. Uh, That's why I bought guys. it. I don't, uh-huh. want to, I don't want to read it. I don't want to read I actually it. actually do. I don't read political memoirs. By even by like heroes of mine, yeah, which is what she is. The woman's an amazing, 
So you never read Mein Kampf. It's by your hero. Exactly. Adolf, My, <laughs> Adolf was he white? <laughs> anyway, I'm pretty sure. Sort of. Is it Mackle Macla? It's spelled L-E. Macla. I think it's pronounced Macklemore. Macklemore. I think so. All right. He's gonna. He'll be. He'll be nothing in five years anyway. Don't. Don't spend a lot of your brain Dude, power call memorizing me. his Macklemore. name. Macklemore. Mac. I just call him Mac. That's how close we are. Me and DJ Khaled. 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 It's Khaled. I follow him on Snapchat, so I know about his baby and about when he has a new... No, it's Khaled. Khaled? Okay. It's Khaled. And I only know that uh, because uh, it's a great story. Uh, And no, it is. We got all the time in the world. No, Uh, I just... Can I I just rail against stories that make us look 85 years old? I mean, we're already there anyway. I was 23, and I didn't know who anybody was, so... You've always been elderly, okay? Clearly. Clearly, I said, are Hall & Oates... White, <laughs> who, who, and I remember the three years that I was into hip hop, and I was into like KRS One and Big Daddy Kane and I Eric remember those guys. They were very intense. Late eighties, right. early nineties, and it went to Big Daddy Kane, and it was it was like three years of intense, and then I went back in time to Grandmaster Flash, and then I stopped because I get bored with pop music. I'm like, no, I like the five albums I own, and I will listen to those over and over and over again. Well, that, that also got very a lot less political. What I heard, and a, a more just um, super sexist and glorifying guns, and I was like, <laughs> I just can't. I'm not, no. Oh, but Karis one uh, didn't. No, he wasn't he an Oakland guy? Was he from Oakland? No, 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 no. He was Brooklyn. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, uh, you know what Karis one stands for? No. Knowledge reigns supreme over nearly everyone. He was a graffiti artist oh, before wow. he became a, 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 a speaker into the microphone. That's cool. And um, and his first producer, Chris LaRock. Yeah. Um, see, I know too much about KRS-One, and I don't know anything and you about don't know Lupe if Fiasco. Swift is white or black. Right, and okay. I don't know anything about the rest of these people. But uh, Martha Kelly told me that I need to listen to Sean Mendez. Sean Mendez. There okay. you go. She, she, he's popular. He's um, someone. Uh <laughs> Oh, my God. I, I hate this. Okay. Well, then let's talk about comedy again. Kathy Griffin uh, uh, took back her apology. Good. Remember that? Did that you happened read the weeks article? ago. Yeah. I did read the article, and good for her. And But the thing is, is you get pressured into an apology. So there was all these people. I wish she had never apologized. I was like, well, you walk a day yeah. in her shoes, yeah, you dimwit. You, you be on that timeline where people are telling you they want you raped, they want to kill you, they hope you're beheaded. Yeah. It, right. That's you should be arrested to take on. You know, and, and I'm sure that stuff rolled right off her back. The I stuff don't that, think it did. How could I, that roll off your back? If you get, uh, you know, 100,000 of them overnight, how could that roll off your back? You don't read them, uh, in my opinion. But what I think did affect her, and this is just a difference of, uh, of opinion, I perception maybe, is that I think what really bugged her were that there were some liberal people who were like, oh, you've made me sad. That hurts. Uh, that that That's too far. And she was like, Fine, I'll apologize. Rosie, and then weeks later, she was like, no, that's dumb. Well, Rosie O'Donnell, I guess, texted her or emailed her or something uh, and said, what if James Fo- James Foley's mother sees that? And he was one of the, he's just a guy, who, a journalist who's beheaded. He's one oh. of many Americans that have been beheaded by ISIS. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember know. that. Yeah. And, uh... And and that's which is probably had more of effect is what that's I'm what that's the first thing I would think about is like yeah. you know someone who was beheaded 
Yeah. The family of someone who was beheaded. Do you yeah. have to see that? Yeah. Um, now, you know. Actually, but yeah, someone who was beheaded. Not watching. Not, not watching it. you guys. But, I mean, uh, you know, we we have miniature, miniature versions of that with every joke you do is what if this person, what yes. if someone in the audience has yes. had this thing and you sort of have to wrestle with it and go, fuck it, I don't care. I, I know where I'm coming from. And so, in you Hamilton, know. He, he mimes pulling the head out of the basket. Yeah. And, and, and goes... You know what? What if the family is in the audience of Hamilton? Right. So sad. Too bad. It's uh. Um, yeah. I uh, mean, it can't. That can't be the thing you you see no. with your kid. I don't think. With your kid, what you're talking about? With what? Like if if the full if the pair the Mr. And Mrs. Foley right were in right the audience, right Mr. And Mrs. No, What's I mean, the, uh, I meant the if they saw that image that Kathy Griffin did. Uh, right, but if they uh, went and saw Hamilton yeah. and they saw, but Hamilton, I wasn't bringing Hamilton because that's actual real. It's a real music. I mean, that, at that point, you know, you're... Every, it's a production? You, then you can't watch Game of Thrones, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. But this, I don't know. And maybe she she shouldn't have anything like that in her head. I have no idea. That's the first thing I thought when I saw about it was like, ooh. Other people have actually had this happen to yeah. them? That's what you thought? Yeah. I didn't think that. I thought, that blood doesn't look real. That's what I thought. <laughs> but I am a darker soul sometimes. But, you Other know... Other times, No. It's okay to it's okay to go there, you know. For me, I don't think I would have uh, no done that because it wasn't really. And the hilarious. photographer gets no guff, no oh, guff on the photographer. He's not he, well. He, he was decided guffless. not to participate in, in any of it, and people just left him alone. Right, because he didn't. He, he I mean, didn't respond. Taylor Shields, I think his name is. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know his name, really. We don't know his name uh, because he was very, no very quiet. Him. Even though, guess who found a prop and took the pictures? That guy. Yeah. So, but but I just, you know, I remember right after 9-11, uh, Kathy Griffin did Largo. Mm-hmm. And I might have told this story before, but whatever. It's a, uh, she talked about uh, locking up all Muslims after 9-11 mm-hmm. at Largo. Yeah. And the audience was like, no, that doesn't make any sense. And, and so, and she... But she got super conservative, like a lot of people did, yeah. for about a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she was like, oh, I think I'll, I'll get my... Tone it down a little bit. I think bit. I'll, I'll get my shit together and stop being terrified I got conservative for about a month. Yeah? Yeah, I did, yeah. Was it you a shout it back to your childhood? Pardon? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I remember right after 9-11, I, didn't, I knew nothing about Islam. Very little about it. Besides, it was one of the three great religions. You know, it was like... It was you like had a, heard of it, but that was it. Yeah, but it was like a subject. I, I'm like, I should read more about that, but I just never got around to. Yeah. Like uh, a million other things I could tell you exactly. right now. Okay? And then, so that was like my big introduction. Mm-hmm. And then all the stuff that came right afterwards. And I, my, uh, my conservatism about it was uh, more about the treatment of women, which, you know, turns out is more of a, it's not necessarily coded into Islam, but it's like, it's more cultural you know, with some Arab countries, it's right. It's not it's, it's, necessarily tied it's to Islam. It's pockets of yes. uh, of different countries, or uh, they they put the beat down yeah. on on some. Issues. But I still would easily say fuck you to Saudi Arabia if you're listening. The way you treat women yeah. and 19 of the but 20 this, hijackers were Saudi, right? And but my um, one of my favorite things about Saudi Arabia is that they keep sending all of their people to college. Outside of Saudi Arabia, mm-hmm. men, women, generations have well, come to the United kids, States. Wealthy kids. Well, there's only Saudi Arabia isn't that big, and uh, if you're related to, you are only a citizen. No, that's Kuwait. Anyway, whatever. But they're sending a lot of women, 
their like entire generations of middle class and upper middle, you know, oh, wh- whatever the daughters are going go, to school, going in, to school in Europe in the states, and then they get back, which is why there's been this uprising in um, Riyadh and all that about women are like, well, I'm trained, I know how to drive. I drove when I lived in London. I drove yeah. when I lived in the United States. Uh, unless you and and the guys are folding about women driving, for example, yeah, yeah, because they're like, well, I don't want to drive you to work every day. Which is are they hilarious. Folding? I hadn't heard that. Yeah, there's some, there's some, oh, there's a lot of guys who are like, but no, you still, should totally. It's still fold. the law, right? I believe so. I believe it is still the law, and I believe, like when I was in, I was in Riyadh doing a, one of those uh, armed forces entertainment tours. Yeah, and th- because it's not a war zone, you know, they're like, oh, it's a tourist opportunity. Yeah, and so they took us downtown Riyadh to go, and we, they took us to Chop Chop Square. Which is what it's called. Oh, God. And it's where they chop people's heads off. And their hands if they're caught stealing, sure. et cetera. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of... That's why they chop, chop. Yeah. One uh, <laughs> chop doesn't give you the breadth of the, of the amount of chopping that happens. Right. Alicia there. Cooper didn't go. It was just me and April Macy. And, why? Uh, she was afraid? Uh, well, Alicia Cooper or, had been traveling with us for almost two weeks. Oh, and she just was didn't like, want it to be alone? I'm, I'm done. Dude, I'm done I for get a that, man. Totally get it. Totally get it. But I was like, when's the next time you're going to be in Riyadh, Cooper? <laughs> and uh, so, um, yeah, we went to Chop Chop Square. And then there's two malls. There's two different malls. One for men, one for women. Yeah. Like, you know, it's essentially, <laughs> there's a gap in that mall. And yeah. There's a gap in that mall. Cinnabon, Cinnabon. You know? Yeah. And then, um, and then we went to lunch. And my favorite was that they asked if we wanted a, the, the, the soldiers who took us downtown. They're like, hey, there's a new Applebee's down here. Do you want to go to the Applebee's? Oh, my God. And I was like, no. I don't ever want to go to an Applebee's because <laughs> I'm not a deer. This is, be- this is too much of a one-nighter all of a sudden. Right. All of a sudden, it's a horrible one. And it, w- it kind of was a one-nighter. It's, it's also against a lot of drink in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. But uh, there's uh, on campus or it's not called a campus. You know where you can drink is Bahrain. In Bahrain, you can drink? At least when I was there in Bahrain, they used to tell us that Saudis used to drive to Bahrain and get hammered and then drive back and just get in terrible <laughs> it's car It's the Wisconsin-Illinois yes, uh, yeah. border. Yes, yes, yes. Because <laughs> um, it was 18 when I was a kid. Yeah. And so the uh, people from Illinois would drive over to Milwaukee, you know, when 18 to 21, get hammered, drive back. Cops would just sit at the border, mm. right and check, right and... Writing tickets. Okay, so I'm in Arlington, yeah. right? I walked the mall. How many on- shows? Uh, how many shows was just that? Two, but, Friday, just, Saturday. Oh, and that's so it. Friday's kind of a waste because I'm traveling all day, and then I was just preparing, and I had my lunch, went my one show, and then right. Saturday I went to, uh, I took an Uber or a Lyft over to uh, the Lincoln Memorial, and yeah. once you get, I had never been to. Washington, I just DC. went. Yeah. Oh, you'd never been to DC itself. No, I gotta, I gotta take my kid. Yeah. Because once you go, once you can visualize where all this stuff's happening, it it just makes it much more real. You know, when there's a protest, a DACA protest in front of the Capitol, it's like, oh, if that one's, it's right there. Yeah. And the White House is right there. They're all so close to each other, and yeah. you can in two hours walk the mall and kind of, you can see every building from the outside, and yeah. it's an amazing walk. And then there's. Did you go to the World War II Memorial? And the, yes, and I did. The, and Korean War was the Korean War. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. The Korean War one I hadn't heard of. I guess the Vietnam Memorial gets all the press. It gets all the pub, is, and it's beautiful. Uh, but the Korean War one was was great. It's it it's just um, you know statues of GIs. Oh wait, what's no the no state no? That's one? a World that's War Two. Well, then what's the Korean one War? Is 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 like uh, a, a, like twenty statues of my dad <laughs> in, <laughs> in army gear? You know, walking in the rain, head down. It's just oh, like wow. you know, I missed that one. It I saw really the World good. War Two one and had to ask what it was, and then I saw the Roosevelt 
a memorial. It's a Franklin Delano Roosevelt. I don't think I saw that one. Okay, that's and I don't know what that was because I've been to D.C. several times. Yeah, never got to the um, the Lincoln Memorial, and then I walked around. But uh, weirdly enough, when I was up at the Lincoln Memorial, Brody Stevens <laughs> was he periscoping? Yep, he was periscoping. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> that is hilarious. Oh, non-stop, non-stop like, Periscope. I love non-stop that guy. Non-stop Periscope. And then he so Periscope. Funny. I got to Periscope with him. I got to be on his Periscope. <laughs> hey, do you want to do Comic of the Week? Sure. All right. It's, uh, I picked uh, Nikki Payne. Cool. Who you won't know because she lives in the woods. <laughs> uh, she lives in the woods in Canada. N-I-K-K-Y-I. N-I-K-K-I-P-A-Y-N-E. She's Canadian. Yeah. And she I think I've heard of her. I is... Silly, yeah. Weirdly filthy, yeah. but so silly that old people are like, "Yay!" Silly and filthy. Yeah. I love it. She's a delight. And uh, <laughs> so at Nikki Payne, N I K K I, and then Payne is P A Y N E, and she's so funny. I got to I got to work with her. Um, eh, probably Winnipeg. I yeah. can't remember what town it was. Might have been. I think it was Winnipeg. Sounds anyway. Good. She was hilarious, and it was really great to see her. So I'm psyched. Um. Well, cool. Um, yeah, so I, I then I went to New York for a couple of days mm-hmm. and just uh, did spots mostly well, that's at right. the stand. Right out of the right, right, right out of the Arlington. Yeah. You just went to New York. Went right to New York, and uh, yeah, it was. Did kind you work of, on new stuff, or did you? Yeah, just, there's good. like this one thing that I was work. I that's like that. I it it, it felt it, it was confusing to people. I think, and uh, so I think I cleared it up. But now oh, it's a really short joke, and I was like. I, <laughs> one could have been longer and i wonder if if now that i have the basic structure of it if i can mm-hmm. start to elongate it again and yeah and make it or go somewhere somewhere adjacent to it yes yeah mm-hmm. yeah so it weeds off so i was working on that and i was just trying not to do anything i'd done on my conan set um just to get in the habit of doing Something, you know yeah doing new stuff i just want to i want to put together another tv set hopefully mm-hmm. for february when uh, I want to promote my book. Right? So. Did your Did your book go off? Still no, it's it. still delayed. I still haven't got the the, the final, final copy edits back, okay. but I will uh, very soon, I guess. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you read it? Nope. <laughs> nope. May have to just buy a copy. I knew it. I just saw the guilt in your eyes. Oh yeah. And you're, you oh, yeah. you wouldn't look at me for a second, <laughs> right? And you didn't want to talk, which is never. That's not a case. <laughs> that doesn't trait. exist. That is not a case of trait. <laughs> It's uh, it well, I'm sits. glad I rushed to get a binder paper with, with holes in it. Paper yeah, and, and I used pages. all my toner. All your toner gone, and now it's not even that I book anymore. I only read it uh, if it's a hard paper. copy. Yeah, I'll only read hard copy. Um, well, uh, anyway, it could happen this week. I'm going to Rooster Tea Feathers. We're gonna, Andy's going to drive. I I I love roosters. I'm going to be there Thanksgiving week. Oh, good. Yeah. All right. Um, I, I talked to Lewis about you. I said, "How'd that Kill Martin week go?" And he was like. It was great. Why wouldn't it? What? And I was like, okay, no need Did to get defensive. Did you think you were trying to get dirt on me? <laughs> he had a couple of guys. He had a guy this week and a guy next week that were not, uh, that I had never heard of. So that was, yeah. I don't know their names. And then um, when we were in Madison, uh, did the Madison show, Eve from Comedy on State yeah. came to the show and she was like, our, the shows were early. The show was early. Yeah. And she said, if you guys want sets at the, at the second show on Friday... A comedy on state, and I didn't know it was John Doerr. Oh, cool! And I might have made the effort, except for that I was so tired. Yeah. I had been traveling since four a.m. Yeah, and I didn't really get a nap. Yeah, so 
I feel I I would have loved to have seen his long set though. Me too. There's so many comics I see here in L.A. I'd, that I'll, I'll ne- just, I would love to see what they do when they're headlining. Yeah. And, and it feels just, like you'll never see it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I just see your ten minutes. You know. Hmm. Um, and it's usually a new ten minutes because you're working on it because you're in L.A. and the yeah. audiences are the same. Uh, like I'm doing a, a thing at, at, in North Hollywood tonight at mm-hmm. a at a bookstore called the Green Man. It's a Wiccan. Which green uh, which store? This is comedy in Los Angeles. Exactly. I just did a show in a house last night. <laughs> Honestly, nice if, house. <laughs> was it? If you, sh- I will show up anywhere for who a books show. that? Yeah, I'll tell you, you who books it afterwards. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was a fun gig. If you did had a, if you had a cellar and you said, uh, "Can I book you in my cellar?" Uh, and it's called the place where female comics are murdered. I'd be like, yeah, how much time am I doing? <laughs> what do I get to How do? many people have disappeared there before me? Oh, great. Do I have to walk to the lime pit or will you carry me <laughs> to dissolve my body? Uh-huh. Oh, we know. We knew why. So wait, oh, yeah. so you, what were you saying about this Wiccan uh, book? So that's what, I'm, that's what I'm doing tonight. Right. And it's all going to be the new stuff I'm working on. There's mm-hmm. no reason... I mean, sometimes I feel like I should go to the vault just because people have sat through some comedy, you know? Right, like, right. Yeah, that's what I felt last night. I was up last, and so I, I, I was like, it's weird. Like, you know, you, you, you have a new thing, but it's kind of working, so you're like, all right, well, I guess, I guess I'll just practice telling that thing again. Like, yep. I don't have a new, 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 new line, you know, like yeah. a, a new worm like out there new. with fish jumping at it right now. I'm right. just sort of like... Yeah, I guess I could extend that bit or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Are I'm you floating. doing, um, what, where are you this week when this comes out September 18th? Uh, I will be preparing for next week's um, fundraiser for F Flappers on Monday the 25th. We have a, an amazing lineup. Yumi, Jimmy Pardo, um, Laura House is going to be, oh, I totally forgot. Uh, Amy Anderson is going to be there. Oh, Carice good. Hawkins is going to be there. Aida Rodriguez is mm-hmm. going to be there if uh, uh, Kim Jong-un drops a bomb on Korea because she's supposed to do uh, some shows in Korea at the time. But, <laughs> but if South Korea's obliterated, Aida's going to be there. She'll be available. Yeah, You guys. And, uh, um, yeah, and, and more that I can't think of off the top of my head. But it's a really, uh, it'll be a really fun show. Everyone so you're just do... going to be doing L.A. sets the week that this comes out. Yeah. And then preparing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's on the 25th. It's on It'll Monday the, the 25th. Yeah. Right. So I'm, I'm going to, with Maria. I'll come back. I'll be back in time for that. But I'm doing South Carolina and North Carolina with Maria in the middle yeah. of the week. And That's then cool. coming back. And we're in, North, uh, we're in South Carolina. Savannah's supposed to get hit pretty good. Uh, Charleston, South Carolina. Oh, yeah. Durham, North Carolina. Oh, okay. So there you go. Wow. Back to back. And I'm sure uh, they might be wet. What I like about my house in the valley now... Uh, if if this continues, I might have beachfront property. <laughs> this is going to be pretty sweet. Well, you know, uh, there's that earthquake article from the New Yorker, like maybe a year ago, yeah. and they described how these plates under the Pacific are are butting up against each other, and one of them are the one that we're on is kind of jammed and slightly buckled, mm-hmm. and if the one from Asia slips under it, it's it will be a massive earthquake that they say could take out everything west of the five. Oh. <laughs> I know. That's us. You're cl- you know west of the five. Yeah. You might have a, a little bit of notice. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm saying like with the tsunami that comes. I don't mean to go war games on like you, that, but, but uh, I'm willing. I'd, I'd like to be at an epicenter because I'd like to go quick. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. All these, all these hurricanes and forest fires. Fires. And, oh, my God. I was monitoring that from uh, 
from New York and um, in San Francisco, Chicago. one of the comics who I worked with at the Throckmorton had to cancel his his run. You know Matt Alano Martin. I don't know. He's I don't a think so. he's a Bloomington guy. I think yeah. you've met him because he he he's the founder of Limestone Comedy Festival. Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, but he wrote comic, and he's yeah. he's great. He's just and, did I meet him at Bloomington? Yeah, you would have met him in, in Bloomington unless he was on the road. Okay, and then and it would have been in past. I okay. mean, not whatever. All right, I finally let's got to see him. Let's not try to figure do, out if I've met somebody. Yeah, let's again, not ever on a podcast. Eater. and uh, but the he had to cancel his his Portland. Oregon run, his not Portland, but the rest of it is Oregon yeah. run, and go right to Boise. So uh, why? Because Portland cause, was on fire. Yeah, because because uh, Oregon was on fire wow. where, where he was going. Wow. So he had to call it. But um, whatever. How was this Rockmorton? Throckmorton was great. It was really so great. And Guyo Bielum. Oh was my on the god! Show. I've known Guyo for so long. Sacramento. Um, he loves pot. And that guy has been a pot lover since I've known him. Before it was on, cool, you guys. Totally. Before when it, it was when, cool. To me, it was like something like old San Francisco hippies did. Where I, I was just appalled at pot. It just felt like it felt like Jefferson Airplane music or something. Like, oh, God. Fucking get over yourselves, you old hippies. And then Gaia was the first, like, young person who had this different attitude towards it. And I, and yes. it, I thought he was an aberration. I never, I never thought, realize. oh, that's where Pot's headed. Or I would have invested in, in a dispensary a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, he's been before any other comic I know. He, he well, was, like, the I asked him to guy. do that. And I, and, I, and I told this story. In the, he brought it up. So mm-hmm. I tell the story in the green room. But it, as per usual, Jackie Cation, sans filter. So, but mm-hmm. I, but he was on the Dork Forest, and he brought it up, and I said, yeah, um, he was. He said that his dorkdoms were weed and sex, and I said that's everybody's dorkdom. Everybody loves that. And then he opened his trunk, and was it me, his sex trunk or his weed trunk? Well, and that's what it led to because it was not his sex because there was no. Uh, he has a weed trunk, right? He's a trunk with thirty different kinds of weed at this time. At this time, there were thirty different kinds of uh, marijuana. Right, and I was like, oh well. That does seem like you might be a little bit of a dork about that. And then, but he said something about how it wasn't a sex trunk. And then he said, now that that's a problem, it's, if it's consensual, obviously, if, if someone's into that. And, um, and I was like, and so then I mentioned, and he had, I think, his new lady with him. And I was talking about how what he talked about was sex online on, on the dork forest was mm-hmm. how his favorite, one of his favorite kinds of sex is consensual, stone-cold, sober, one-night stands. <laughs> which, of course, is rare. Like hens How do you do that? Yeah, it's very difficult. It's, uh, but so, which I thought wasn't a bad thing to say mm-hmm. because he had said it himself on the podcast. Oh. And it, I also said, it, said it was it super rare. said it in front of rare. his girlfriend? I said it in front of the woman he was with. Oh, and Jackie. Then, right. And then later he came up and said, hey, genius. And, uh, <laughs> Like yes, yes, I am a genius, and uh, I'm so sorry. But it 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 became, but it reminded me of that thing with Bonnie McFarlane and Rich Voss, and um, oh, where I, else. I I made some crack about yeah. him, and it was when it was, but it was also before they were dating, right? And so, hey, you guys, uh, if you don't want to hear your weird story told when you found your true love, uh, don't tell it to me. Keep it from me. And and also, just in general, assume every male comic you're hooking up with has had the most depraved sex you can ever imagine. Right? Offered to them by audience members after the show. Oh, my God. 
I there was a road guy that I that I worked with out of Minneapolis who mm-hmm. moved back. I think he lives in northern Minnesota now. And I don't know if you know him, whatever, but he used to do a bit about being on the road and the women that he would hook up with in the middle of nowhere who would ask him to do the craziest fucking things. Wow. And it wasn't a good bit. Like, the bit itself didn't make any sense. made everyone jealous. Uh, I think it was just an advertisement of how willing he was. Ah, I gotcha. We all have have bits that do things for us. (laughs) Most of us were selling merch at the end, but this guy's actually trying to get... Yeah, he's trying to get get weird sex. He's trying to get some weird sex. Oh, my God. And, um... It that's, was, that's why you keep a bit that's not funny in your act. It's, it's, that's it's it. getting you something after. Afterwards. Yes. And the other weird thing is why it was, he tells this story and it's, um, it, it, why? I mean, it was so gross. The, mm-hmm. the thing. And with stand-up comedy, I've learned about more weird sex through stand-up comedy. Right. That and obscure news uh, items. Yeah. Uh, because of premises, because of what people do jokes about. Right. And, like, I didn't know, should I should I do a litany of gross things that I now know what they are? Because okay. they're in my head. Well, it's, uh, isn't of it comics. like your, uh, it used to be your, maybe your 10th year of comedy, then you start getting really dark sexually because you're like, I covered oh. all, I covered layer one of my life. <laughs> right. There's layer two. Now I'm going to dig a little deeper, a little grosser, right? right. I don't, yeah. now maybe comics are getting to a quicker because everyone's done l- layer one of comedy, you know? It's yeah. almost like you have to jump in well, and these immediately were open, and but open mic guys, bisexual or something, right? Open and mic be, guys and, and people were just telling just too much info because yeah. they didn't have any other material, right? You know that first three years of stand up when you're just a shock jack, yeah. You're just throwing stuff at the wall, hoping yeah. something will get at least a response, right? Exactly. And so I and learned, you, and you you listen to Bill Hicks every day, man, and you listen to you know uh, what. Every day. Every day every with Bill day. Hicks. Just because he's Hicks, inspirational. Just, other, just like, yeah, man. And Not that he hasn't been hacked so bad that he's actually hard to listen to anymore. You know, uh, he's, it's too bad. You think? I do. I do, because I, I had never heard of him. Yeah. Or heard him until I moved here. And Joe Wilson, buddy of mine, yeah. was like, I love Joe. I love Bill Hicks. I love Bill Hicks. You got to try. And so then I watched... Um, his Letterman, spe- Letterman set, finally. Yeah. Oh, Letterman yeah, yeah. showed it. And yeah. I was like, oh, that's... And then I did a little more. And I was like... Because what I will say about Hicks is that he seems to have opened the Pandora's box nationally. Yeah. Famously. Yeah. Other people were doing it probably. But I think he was the one who, first of all, was the first guy to say, I watch porn. Hmm. And I, I think and then right. do material about porn. Yeah. And I think we've talked about this before. Because I got an email from a listener saying... Uh, that other people did it too, but yeah, other people did it. But I think he made it famous or on. I um, think he also did it. Well, he didn't. Um, he didn't feel shame about it. You maybe that was it. Maybe that he was like, the first. He might have been go, like embarrassed. You know, because I'm not alone. Was I remember that being? Yeah, yeah. He, it was, he was some just version like, this of is that a dark punchline. part of me, and I indulge in it. And yes, that's that and versus other people, maybe kind of tiptoe up again to you know, I watch porn but they they still they're conflicted maybe about it and maybe hicks didn't seem conflicted about his love of porn right, right. in the late I 80s know. i would hear guys talk about uh the scrambled uh sex cable thing yeah. where you would just watch it for hours hoping to see a nipple oh right 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 remember that yes premise cinemax or something yeah it was right? like cinemax or but they wouldn't pay ten dollars a month right yeah you're like come on 
just get your, and then they'd go buy a magazine, I assume. Hard sure. copies. So, yeah, Guy so. comics. Gentlemen. Um, <laughs> how much time do we have? Hey, where are we at? We're at 47. 47, right. another 13 minutes. Hold on, I think we can fill it. All right. Did you guys. read um, the Vanity Fair article with Tig about Louie? No, I heard about it. Yeah. And I was like, and I had heard, Tig had said something to me, like, probably a year ago. Yeah. About Louie. Really? Yeah. Like, out loud to my face. When yeah. I, I was, I did a Tig and Friends over at Largo. Yeah. And we were talking a little bit about Louie. But, you know, and she wasn't, yeah. What did, what did the article say? Well, she just said he's, he's done some stuff and needs to come clean, you know? Kind of, and that he. I think it was. (laughs) It was off of someone asked her about Louis because he's listed as executive producer of her show, and she said he has nothing to do with it. And then she, oh right, you know when, I don't know if the reporter prodded her or she, but whatever. But it's it's a kind of a, it's a very strange uh, situation because, like we run into him. Like I ran into him at UCB like a couple months ago at Whiplash right before he did his SNL. Does he know you? Can he pick yeah. you out of a lineup? That's yes, cool. he can pick me out of a lineup. I don't know him very well at all, but mm-hmm. he, every time I've worked, uh, did a show that he's been honest, I'm just very nice and polite and stuff. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, what am I? All right, so I have this information. What am I supposed to do? What if I? What? Am, <laughs> yeah, what nothing, are we really, supposed to do with the I don't know what to do with it because it's. I've heard that rumor of what he did. Mm-hmm. For a long time, mm-hmm. just like I heard all the Bill Cosby, but Bill Cosby. I never were, did hear the Bill Cosby. Rumors. I've heard I. Well, he, he was sued for a, a couple of years ago. I mean, maybe. Well, I mean, no, no, like six 90s. years ago, I had no idea. Tina I had Faye, not, well, Tina Fey talked about it in Thirty Rock. She did a couple of jokes about it. Oh, did she? Yeah. So word's been must out. Have glossed over. Yeah. So, but no, the word has definitely been comedian, out. Comedian, you know, even though everyone kind of knew that about him, Chris Rock and Jerry Seinfeld go to Canonize worship him. at the altar of uh, Cosby for doing a two-hour show. You know, I don't know. It's 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 strange. And and uh, I was talking about with some other comedy people, and you know, like you think the one for him, he always sort of does comedy where he admits to being an asshole. You know. Yeah. So. That's in his wheelhouse, right? <laughs> if he was an like, asshole, right, right. If that's to something really to almost explain what he did and and, and make it funny to say, hey, I used to be a real fucking asshole, and or I still am. It's knows? my favorite thing to do. Try not that's to be the, alone with me in a thing. green room. Yes, exactly. Keep the door open. Keep. But the I do- mean, to you is you know. I, I, I just don't know. He could I, make it funny. I mean, that's the thing about. I mean, the thing about these comics is that they're is is if they're funny, they're still funny. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm but, so sorry. Yeah, that I don't was know. awful. Um, <laughs> but but wait a minute. If you are actually, you know, what if he admits to during if he's come up with a way to, exp- you know, if if that's not who you are anymore, but that's who you were, and you want to do jokes about it. I mean, that's half of our act, is it? Right. 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 So if he says, all right, I did this thing and I did it once, maybe he just did it once. And then he makes a chunk about it and it's it and it sort of explains. I mean, are there a type of is there a type of guy that does a a sex crime or something close to it once and goes, whoa, I never want to do that again. Wow, that was that I was weird. I went down a dark road. I mean. That's a human thing where you, you, you go, you know, you do That'd something be an amazing bit. shitty and then you go, I don't want to be that person. Right. 
and you pull that, back. Which and could you, be an argument because he has talked about about so many horrifying dark things in his yes. head. Yeah. This could be the argument that he never did it. I don't I because how yeah. would he how could he leave that sitting on the table? Well, if it's couldn't he be arrested if he said he did something? That's why I, with your dad, I guess not. But I'm saying <laughs> if he said I did this thing and the people he did it to say, yeah, he did. Wouldn't a, a detective go, well, that's interesting. <laughs> I'd like to talk to everybody right. from downtown. You know, I, I, I what statute of limitations and, and all that stuff, too. So, yeah, I guess so. So if it's if it's a one time shitty thing that this person did that that he did or anyone did. Then you're I'm, just I'm not saying he didn't it, do it. Or? I'm just saying it's weird that, that he would leave that on the table. Because mm-hmm. the, the, the gross, gross premises that he has come up with with the stuff in his brain box. Yeah. Um, this seems like something he could go, um, well, unless he, he wants to keep doing it. Like, if he's still in it, it's hard to write a bit about something you're still in. Right. Right? But how would you still be doing it if... There's all these rumors and innuendo about you. That'd be like the last thing you'd want to do, right? Except for what, how everyone knew about Cosby, supposedly, and he was still doing it. Right, but... 50 women, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think... How long was the article? I don't... I don't the know. Vanity Man, Fair. you just don't read anything. You're like, how long is your book? Nope. Turn a page, just can't read it. Vanity Fair can't do it. <laughs> it needs to be a tweet that's, or less. That's... That's uh, clinically inaccurate. <laughs> um, yeah. It's... it's. Uh, no, but was it... Uh, did they go into depth about... Did she talk about the accusations and, and name names and no, all no, these no, things? No, 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 no. And, and, and did she say what he supposedly has done and all these no, things? No, but she has a scene in One Mississippi, which I haven't seen yet. Um, well, 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 in well. In season two of One Mississippi... No, I haven't seen season one either. <laughs> I'm going to. I want to. Well, well. And here's the thing. I'm, I'm never going to see I'm busy deconstructing uh, Insecure. Uh, I'm right. I'm it's... re-watching it to look for things I I watched missed. the first episode of series four of Sherlock, uh, which means I'm caught up with nothing okay. and never will be and we'll never feel bad yeah, about we, it the so question fuck all is taylor swift white really let me know you'll never be caught up with anything i'm never going to be caught up with anything you guys there's too much media so we just you know we sort of exist with with maybe someone's done this really shitty thing and we hope it's a one-time thing and and but the, she didn't she didn't say supposedly he does this thing in a green room and has done it several times at least once that no we know of no, she didn't. And she didn't say this thing. She said there was a scene in One Mississippi Season 2 that alluded that's to it. Yeah, that's, oh, yeah, the scene in, I guess, in Season 2 is somebody who locks the door so somebody can't get out, you know, a man. So a woman can't get out and jerks off in front of her. And that's, that's the rumor that... that, that and, and then she talked about that. She talked about yes, how... Yes, yes, yes. So we put it in the show, which he, by the way, in Season 2, wasn't he executive producer in Season 2? Mm-hmm. So, and he also had a scene in Louis where he kind of holds the door while his girlfriend Pamela Alden wants to leave, and it's oh, a man. little, mm-hmm. it's kind of that same thing of slightly the... rapey, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but, and we've said this before on this show. Uh, we ha- we're we're there's we give too much credit to gentlemen. Like like there's there's always like, well, it's is it rape? You know, we've we've mm-hmm. talked about this, how we tended. I just I tend to cut more slack for dudes than I think I should. Probably. And the new the new younger comics are like, that is unacceptable. It turns out. Yeah. Sober up. Ask me if I want to have sex. Right. You right. Know? Right. Don't do this. Don't be that guy. 
And it's amazing. It's weird. I was listening to uh, Jim Norton has a radio show with, uh, I forget the guy's name. He's not with ONA anymore. You know. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jackie's making, uh, she's doing things with her fingers right now. Jim Norton. This, I don't know if you, anyway, so talk about the show. No, well, Jim, well, Jim brought it up as well, mm-hmm. you know. And, oh, right. And he, he said, well, I, I, I just can't see Louie blocking the door. You know, like you could get past Louie. Oh, and I'm like, that's like, not the that's, argument that's going to save Jim's your like, buddy. You could take, you could take him. Yeah. You're like, no, no, Jim. And the, well, it, it, it's a, the the problem is, you know, uh, you have the the female comics that were watching are of a much lower stature and stature, stature in the industry, and you're right. like, okay, I don't want to piss this guy off because he's he's big and he's surrounded by big people. He has huge management. So I don't want to piss this guy off. So I'm just going to sit here and cross right, my fingers. Right. The rumor was is the people doesn't... that this happened to were told by their management not to say anything about it. Wow. Because yeah. uh, it might affect their careers. Yeah. I mean, and you just you're so it's intimidation you're in, and it's and it, like how you do comedy, you, you put on all this work, and now you just want to be famous for being funny. You don't want to be famous for being an accuser. You don't want to be listed as Cosby accuser. You right. know, right. even though s- several women, when they die, they're in their obituary. It'll be Cosby accuser, blah blah. <laughs> like no, Co- victim of Cosby, and that shouldn't be part of her byline. You no. know what I mean? Like you no. just want to be funny and be famous for being funny. So. To to have put somebody in a position where now they have to go, do I do I risk everything I've worked for? No, I drove the feature to a one nighter because I didn't want to have the confrontation <laughs> with the with the booker. So just think about who knows what's happened to you that you're sitting on. <laughs> oh no, I, uh, <laughs> there's no again. On the, though I did just remember things like some things I, I yeah. I've blocked or not, and and it's not like some sort of like. Sybil, triple boy kind of blocking yeah. kind of thing. It's just regular sort of, oh, I forgot that that horrible thing on purpose, hopefully. But, you know, the other thing is is because I'm old or something, I'm, I'm getting... I'll never a, say that again. But be, I'm getting less... I'm less in that situation because right. I'm either not worthy of a guy's time or I'm not in, I'm not in a lower stature anymore, you mm-hmm. know? So... Yeah. I'm not in that situation, and I and I really like being uh, not feeling that I'm going to be threatened. Like it's nice. Yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> and, uh, and, and just as, imagine a what a 22 year old yeah. guy feels like all the time. Yeah, exactly. I feel like I could just walk around. Yeah, safe. yeah, yeah, weird, yeah, yeah. Weird. So, so that you know, if I don't know what I'm saying, I guess it's. I hope that women would younger I women know would want saying. that feeling immediately what you're now you, you don't have to wait Louis, till you're 50 you want louie to write the bit that's what you want you i want. don't know what i i i mean that would be interesting you know it'd be fascinating would he, would he, he's declined to comment and he doesn't well, have to i mean he if no if no charges are brought or anything he can just kind of have working. that have a cloud around him and that you can just work through it i guess Should we call him pig pen because <laughs> uh, he's got a cloud around him. Adorable. I was it's looking just, for a Natalie laugh on that one. Didn't get it. Oh, got it when I mentioned it. It's just odd, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I and I think if I ran into him again, I wouldn't bring it up. No. I, you know? How would you? How could you? I mean, the, the these are life choices that are so individual to different. Right. Like, he has to, he has to want to, if... He has to, he has to want to address it, right? Right. The the if this has happened, anything that's happened to any of us, you have to want 
and be willing to, and he has to want to address it and be willing to face the, the backlash uh, right. that, that is inevitable. So that's true of absolutely everyone involved in, in all of these situations. And so, and, and it, it's scary. If he does, we're, then it's going to bring attention on the, the women that were in the room and when that happened. And right. maybe that, they don't want that attention. Right. I don't know, buddies. Did you see the video of the, um, of the black guy? The, I posted it. It was uh, a guy gets pulled over because he didn't use his blinker. Oh, yeah. I posted that, too. You posted it yeah, as well? Amazing. Yeah. That guy was. OK, so he's black. He's in the car. White cop comes up because and he says his blinker's out. His gun is drawn. The cop's gun is drawn. The guy in the car has his camera on and he just starts live streaming it and losing his shit. And you can tell he's scared. He didn't lose it. He no. yelled, but he kept in control and he started, he got past the first layer of what the fuck to. Yes. So you know what? I know there's some good cops out there, but because of you right now, when something happens to a cop, I think he probably deserved it. And he, he sort of went through a lot of arguments he had a, while in a state was, of, uh, of fear. Full scared to death yes. that this could be the last thing he posted yes and willing to do it angrier than frightened yeah which is what it takes yeah. to confront a raper it what it takes to confront a bad person right it takes you have to be angrier well, than he's frightened. also in the situation where it's happening to him and it's in the moment versus are we these be women at a, no, at no. a club and we're gonna you know what? we're not gonna bring it up really right so I've told you the know. story of the guy driving. Uh, I'm driving his uh, his shitty car. Oh my god, we're at sixty. Should I tell you that? Should we? You want to go over for two seconds, or do we want to make people wait a week? Go over. Okay. It's that uh, I'm driving the headliner because I'm the feature, and uh, this is in Minneapolis. Uh, we're doing a gig about uh, an hour fifteen out of Minneapolis. Right. This guy's drunk when he shows up. So the headliner guy. We drive. He starts. He's got his hand on my thigh. Ew. At one point, and he's groping around, and oh my I god, how old his, are you? I'm 26, 20. Wow. Yeah, I'm late 20s. Yeah, and so I pick up his hand and I whip it back at him, and I'm like, "You can't fucking touch me. I'm driving." That's what I said. I'm driving. <laughs> That's why you can't touch you. You can't touch me. I'm driving. You can't uh, sexually assault me right now. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm the driver. Anyway, uh, so then we get to the gig, and then I call my friend Big Tall Larry, and I'm like, hey, I'm not getting in a car with this guy anymore, and it's his car, so can you come and pick me up? He was too drunk to drive, so he just oh threw me God. the keys, the headliner guy. Wow. So uh, I can't remember his name either, because I would say it, fucker. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but the um, Larry came and got me. He was like, he drove two and a half hours. Oh, my God. Yeah. An hour 15 to get me, hour 15 back. And I was like, you're the best guy in the world. And Larry, Larry's like, it's true. Anyway, because Larry's very funny. Okay, okay. So that's the story. Uh, let's do another one. Yep. Now leaving Nerdist.com. 